You're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat's brought to you by Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, in the bottom of the Lamar building. Uh, such a great place to go. They treat you right every time you go in there. Always make you feel like family. Remember, I goes to Joe's and so should you. That's Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, in the bottom of the Lamar building. I've also got a brand new sponsor, such great people. Um... You know, went to the store the other day and just hanging out with my wife, and I found some candles. Uh, I'm made by a company called Four Points Trading Company, and they weren't just regular candles. They had man smells. That's right. They had one called whiskey, and they had one called firewood, so I brought them down here to the studio. I'm not a big candle guy for the most part. And I said, you know, the studio could use something different because, you know, it's just a studio. So I came down here, and I lit the firewood, and dude it smells just like my fireplace burning it is so great and i said well let's see if we can make a recipe here so i lit the whiskey also and it smells just like whiskey i mean these these candles man they're just wonderful i'm loving them i'm looking forward to working with this company more uh they've got so many great great scents they've also got you know fruit flavors and just things like that different seasonal things uh so check them out fourpointstradingco.com uh, tell him I sent you. Uh, today, my guest is Mr. John Doe, rapper extraordinaire. We talked about a little bit of everything today and just had a really good time. So we're going to go on ahead and kick this beast off here on Smoked Meat. He said, how you doing today, man? I'm good. Not bad at all. And you? Oh, any better I'd be twins, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to have fun today. That's real. Oh yeah, man! I tell you, I you know just talking to you before this thing and you know getting to know you a little bit, dude. You you're an awesome guy. I'm I'm just gonna tell you right now, got nothing but love. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. Yeah. In every way, and I and I love this. Uh, you, you call it smoke me. Yep. I, I I got a smoker. You know that, right? Oh, <laughs> you you a good man. Now what what kind have you got? You got a stick burner, propane, electric? What you got? You know what I got? I got a stick burner, but you know what though? I ain't gonna lie. I, I've been trying out this electric just because I've been I I I, I don't like babysitting, but uh-huh. but I, I've been home a lot more, so I'm okay with the babysitting. Oh, yeah. the electric ain't really don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it the same. So don't get me wrong. You don't do it the same. But I think I'm gonna go get me one of those eggs, those green eggs. Yeah. Okay. And then that one like here, I know that's pri- I know that's tried and true. That's proven. Oh yeah, I, I can dig the egg. I, I ain't got one, but I can dig it. An electric, I've got an electric one too. But I use, I, I make my sausage with the electric one. Does it come out good? though? that's the question. Oh, yeah. my, I don't feel like my, my meat has been as good. Well, my sausage does. Okay. Um, do you do much any like any Boston butt for barbecue? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to give you the secret. You're gonna have to give it to me. Here's, I'm waiting. Here's your rub. <laughs> Get equal parts regular old chili powder. And country time okay. lemonade mix. Wow. That's it. The sugar, That's it? The sugar on that lemonade mix are caramelized. You wow. Get that sweet, that little bit of tart from the lemon, and that little bit of spice from the chili powder. And once in a while, I'll make up a little bit of lemonade and inject it with it. Man, you can't wow. beat it. Simple and good. Wow. You got me and you that nasty. You're going to mess me up today. I'm probably going to be able to do this tonight. Oh, yeah. And let, let your meat get up to about 195, 200 degrees. 
Okay. That bone will pull out clean and it'll pull with no problem. Wow. Man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Come to daddy yeah, for all your barbecue needs. That's it. That's it. No, country time. Is it? Is, it's not. It's country time lemonade. It ain't. It ain't the pink one, right? It's just the regular. Country right. Just. Time. Just. I ain't tried. Now I'm gonna have to try the pink. Man, you're killing me. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna have to try that. I'm just checking with you. I'm just checking with you. Everybody's serving pink lemonade now, so I gotta find out. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try the pink lemonade now, but no, I just use regular old, regular old. Oh, oh yeah. no, you got me excited. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I like using um, the cumin mm-hmm. on a lot of my rubs, but um, it just depends. I don't know. I think lately I've been. I got. I got to get the sweet on it. I don't never really do the sweet as much, and mm-hmm. I just get the little pre-made and the pre-made stuff. It don't really taste that good. I've been looking for one that's gonna really work and throw some extra in it, but we'll see. All right, here's where to go to get your spices at. Okay. Um, and I learned the hard way because whenever I do my venison pastrami, I got to have coriander seed. Well, I can go mm. to the grocery store and a little bottle of it is about eight bucks. I mm. have found out you can go to an Indian grocery store and mm. I can get a pound of it that's better and fresher for about $3. That's where to wow. go to get all your spices. A pound? Y- yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm Okay. Yep, and they'll they'll explain any spice they got if you ain't familiar with it. I mean, it's it's awesome. I love going to my Indian grocery store for my stuff. Gotcha. Uh, I found a thing there called black salt, and I asked them, I said, what is, what is this? And they said, just try it. And I, I tried it, and it's weird. It's not actually salt, but it's got a high sulfur content, and it tastes like egg yolks. It's the damnedest thing i ever seen. It's weird. It's like you want, wow. need egg tasting something, but you don't want eggs. Use that. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got to. Yeah, I got to. I, I do have to try that. I yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird, man. But yeah, that's where you go get all your spices at, because you can get a boatload for nothing. Gotcha. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm to do it. I'm about to take that. that take that. In. I'm gonna go look. We got a lot of Indian spots out here. Yeah, and there's another thing I do. I go to um, SpiceBarn.com, and I get vinegar powder and Worcestershire powder. Now, on a good steak or or a beef roast, you can take that Mm -hmm. Worcestershire powder, some garlic powder, and black Mm -hmm. pepper and put on there. Dude, Mm. it's good. I didn't know they had Worcestershire uh, powder. Yeah, they do. do. It tastes like really strong Worcestershire without making everything watery. Oh, that's good. I got to try that. Then. Yeah. Mm. And the vinegar powder, mm. I'll take and uh, I'll heat up some oil and I'll mm-hmm. rub my potatoes on the mandolin and slice them right over the oil, make chips, mm-hmm. mix a little bit of that vinegar powder with salt, put it wow. on them right after it comes out and you got salt and vinegar chips. Man. Wow. I think you, you slice them pretty thin then, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Man, you got me ready to go try to find. Man, I'm gonna have to look for. <laughs> oh yeah. At least look at a few other things. <laughs> oh Golly. yeah. Wow. Hey, that's what I'm here for, Maybe. man. You're making me hungry. I know that. And when, you, when you get to Atlanta, you know you're getting fed. That's gonna that's happen. Right, that's, right. that's right. That's right. Oh yeah. Don't worry. I I don't mind. I do not mind. Boy, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm in California. You got a lot of good Mexican food, but, you know, and a few other places, but, you know, the hole in the wall is always good. But I don't know. I don't know if the culture really is. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of cultures. You know, we got the Indians. We got the Vietnamese. We got a lot of these faux places that you can eat the faux soup. Mm-hmm. 
I, th- I don't think I'm saying it right, but I'll be I, honest. Somebody told me it's pronounced pho, but I pronounce it pho. P-H-O is pho. My nephew told me, he said, man, that uncle, you saying it wrong. It's fuck. It's not fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll call it fuck like it's supposed to be. But, yeah, they got a lot of little places out here that's really good. Or, uh, that hole in the walls. But, you know, Southern, you can't find Southern food out here. I mean, you, we got these little hole in the, not a hole in the walls, but these places like me, uh, M&M's and Birth of Soul Food. And they they good, but they not they don't they don't compare into being in the South. You know mm, what I mean? So Exactly. They yeah, exactly. can't do it. They just can't do it. They can take the recipe out of it and take the banana. <laughs> yeah. You, there's just a piece of us down here that we just got that's it. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what y'all doing, boy. That's real. Uh-huh. Y'all know what y'all doing. Hey, I'm, I'm almost 300 pounds. I can vouch for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. You know, we, I love little hole-in-the-wall places because they just seem like they're the best in the world sometimes. Uh, I used to have a, I ran an ambulance service out of Thompson near Augusta and we took dialysis patients to dialysis and, uh, three days a week we would have to go to Milledgeville, which was a pretty good drive and we would have to wait for them to finish their thing about four hours. Well, we were riding around one day and I saw this little, like a storage building beside of a house that had a sign in front of it said hot dogs. So let's, let's pull in here. And you can mm-hmm. go in there and you can get a, a hot dog and a drink and a bag of chips for a dollar fifty. And so wow. you talk about a hot dog? Man, them things was good. They were good enough I opened an account there. I had a tab at a damn <laughs> hot dog stand. You got an account. <laughs> oh yeah. You see the reason it wow. was though, is uh, back then uh, EMTs didn't make a whole lot. And as a paramedic okay. and as the boss, I made all right. So, but I knew okay. my people, you know, they get up there and get stuck for four or five hours, ain't got no money with them. They're going to be hungry. Ain't having that. Ain't nobody wow. going hungry around me. That's so right. I, I told them all, I said, you get hungry, go. I said, don't abuse it. I said, and at the mm-hmm. end of the month, if you need to, put in the kitty some to help out. But yes. okay. it's there when you need it. We supported a small business this guy was running basically out of his home. Okay. And, and it helped my people. It was a good thing. And damn, it was some good hot That's dogs. Good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, you can't and that's another thing, you can't find no good hot hot dogs in California. I mean, you know, they got Costco, but I don't know if you even heard from Costco, but oh, yeah. it's a it's a big store and they got, you know, they sell stuff cheap, but at the same time it ain't it it ain't to me it ain't that good, you know what I mean? I'm but I'm particular with my food too, so mm-hmm. But yeah, but believe me, there's certain things out in California you can't find, but you know, everything is I think California has just become more of a um it's a melting pot, so you got a lot of different stuff. You just got to know where you're going and who you with. Because some folks they don't they don't you know some folks don't have a good taste buds. I tell you, but um, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and some folks they got good taste buds, but they just don't know the right place. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, exactly. you got to figure things out as you normal. But there's a lot of places to eat out there for sure. Yeah, and I I done learned, man. When you when you going somewhere with somebody, then. You, you want to make sure you got somebody that, not necessarily a big old fat person, but somebody that always knows where to. The best way to find out somebody knows where to eat at is ask directions. Because yeah, a lot of yeah. people tell you, go to this gas station and take a left or whatever. No, you get the person that knows where to eat at, they'll tell you, all right, go down here to churches and take a left. You go down about a mile, you'll see a little barbecue shack on your right, take the right there. And if they're using restaurants as their directions, yeah, eat with them. 
<laughs> oh yeah, because they know. Yeah, they know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you, and that's believe me. You, I've been, I've been. Um, I think being out here too. You know, you kind of get used to the little, the little spots that they all know about. You know, the little certain restaurants, uh, the little Olive Garden if you want Italian. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, El El Torito if you want Mexican. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but there are a hole in the walls of the roof. Yeah, I, I had the money to do it. Um, you know. Yeah, but I just found overall, out about you know, But overall, ain't nothing. I don't think nothing is, can compare to, you know, y'all, y'all the South. Y'all just do things right, and I think, you know, it, it, sometimes it's hard when you when you want a mass producer. But I am gonna find some. I'm gonna go out there specifically to find some, some barbecue spots. That's what I'm gonna do. Because you know, Texas, they always say Texas barbecue, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad can do it real good. But I can't. I I, I really can't mimic him yet. I think I gotta get a little older. Oh yeah, you never mimic daddy, man. Uh, my dad. You never do. <laughs> you you never gonna mimic daddy. I'm telling you, boy. I thought I could. Though. I still thought I. Could. Oh no, man. My daddy could be grilling something, and he would put garlic salt on it. But he would always intentionally get some on the coals, and you could hear dogs howling for a mile. Just that smell. I can't make man. it smell like that for nothing. Never. <laughs> Man, Daddy would Daddy could throw down. Now, I'm telling you. No, we got a place I'm gonna take you when you come down here. It's between here in okay. Fayetteville and McDonough, and it's a little place. It's in a little strip mall. Well, I say it ain't even a strip mall. It's attached to a convenience store. But mm. you, you've seen them places on TV where like the old grizzly cop takes the young rookie into these places, and it just looks bad. But and they got all the pictures of the old people on the walls that have been there, the famous people. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's this place. It's called Juicy's Ribs. Wow. And the owner sits outside of it. He's got a great big smoker. He sits under a canopy wow. with that smoker all day long. And they got pictures wow. of Andrew Young. I mean, you name it. James Brown's been in there. Everybody. Wow. On the wall. And they've got the best rib tips. I can't, I can't even touch their rib tips, man. They're awesome. Wow. Wow. Yeah, those rib tips would. You know how to make them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Whew. People come back. People come back. Because I remember it was one little spot out here I could get them rib tips from. Mm-hmm. I think it was called, it wasn't called Bertha's. It was called, gosh, not Bertha's, another name. But, it, boy, I'm telling you, man. And, and the sauce, that's what did it. The sauce, man, they put that sauce on there. It was nice. And it wasn't too spicy. It wasn't too hot. It just right what you right what you needed when you needed it. Mm-hmm. Take a couple of sips of soda. And you was like, okay, okay, you go right back in, you don't stop. <laughs> yep. That's the way Juicy's is, man. And this, I, I learned a long wow. time ago, barbecue ain't barbecue, or ain't really good barbecue, unless you wow. ain't 100% sure that somebody sweats in it. If, if you ain't mm-hmm. 100% sure they ain't sweating that barbecue, it ain't good barbecue. <laughs> it ain't good barbecue. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. I'm about to put a little, a little more kick in my barbecue then, I guess. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> but, yeah. No, man, but ain't nothing like it. You know, that's that's what got me over my strokes. You know, that's why this show's called Smoke Meat. You know, I, I learned to mm. make make sausage and andouille and brats and all that stuff. And, you know, back, back home. Oh, oh go ahead. You make you oh you know how to make andouille sausages? Man, I make andouille, I make brats, pepperoni, I make a venison pastrami. Man, dang, I got to man, I got to spend about a buck out there with you there. Oh, did? <laughs> like, 
hey, you're welcome here anytime. I hell I even got this place down here you can record. So, oh yeah. Wow. Okay. You, you got an invitation. No, I'm, I'm, but I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about bringing the money so you so we can go to the store. You can show me how to shop for it, how to get it, and then show me how to cook it. I'm telling you. Uh, hey man, I'll do it. I love doing it, man. I love spreading the word. Preach the gospel, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, that's right. Because, <laughs> man, that, that centers me, man. I'll be sitting out in my cook shack at home. You, you've seen, like, the little metal carports? Yeah, we, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. had one of those. I had a refrigerator in there. I had put up, like, Christmas lights in it and just a couple little party lights I'd found here and there. And uh, it, it was uh -huh. equivalent to my basement here. And it uh -huh. had my smoker in it and my griddle and things like that. I call it my cook shack. And... I had a surround sound system and I put it out there and I would go out there and I would put stuff on the smoker or cook whatever. And I would have that music playing and man, between that and just listening to good music that healed me, that made it where I can be a paramedic again and do what I do. And you know, wow. to me, it's just perfect recipe. Wow. Yeah. And I believe me, you, I think the cooking has always been something that, I've enjoyed. I think I never really got into it just because I was always moving with the music. Mm -hmm. But I know at some point in my life, I'm just going to settle down and the cooking is definitely going to be. Because I, I, I don't, I mean, I like I like the barbecue and everything. And I definitely love being in front of that grill. But um, I think it it, it gives me a little more patience, you know, having to wait for things and prepare things a certain way. So mm -hmm. uh, definitely, I know it's going to be part of part of what I do as I get a little older here. So. Oh, yeah. Do, do you make your own pasta at the house? No, I ain't Man. got there yet. I have um, I had a kitchen egg rifle together, uh -oh. and I know you can do some of those things, but I never started doing that. So you doing all that? You see, you, 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 you a whole, you a whole lot higher than me. Man, you're, I, you're, you're, you're at a whole another level when I, when it comes to that. I, I don't think I can touch that. Oh, dude, it's easy. <laughs> Everybody makes it sound so complicated. It's easy. It's easy? Wow. It's easy, man. I can teach you. Ain't no biggie at all. Come down. You're going to have Daddy's Master Cooking Class. I'm, I'm actually wanting to try a new kind. I'm, I'm going to uh -huh. make pasta, but I'm going to do like a Mexican pasta. I'm going to okay. do a ravioli with like taco seasoning in my meat, you know, cumin and all that stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. a little bit of the queso cheese, the white the queso blanco. And uh, I'm going to make some enchilada sauce and put over it after I cook it. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Everything you're saying, I'm, everything you're saying, I'm interested. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no lie. No lie. I'm interested, boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah you said you do your own pasta, man. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, just for you saying that alone, I said, oh, yeah, I'm not on this man's level. <laughs> oh, man, pasta's easy. It just takes a little time. Just a little do you, time uh, and so you, you make the you, you make the, the actual noodles. You yeah. make it all from scratch? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, see, I'm gonna have to. Well, if you want to, when you send me those things on the email, you can send me those recipes. <laughs> hey, I can do it. I can show them. Yeah, I might. No, I might try. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still want to come out there and watch you do it, but uh, I might try. So. Oh yeah, man, that ain't no sweat. But um, wow. But yeah, I mean, I, when I do lasagna, it's all. It ain't rare. When, or it's rare whenever I do lasagna the way I really like to, because it takes a long time for me to do it. It's an all day thing. But whenever yeah. I, I get in that mood, I get up in the morning, I make the pasta, I grind the meat, my own special little grind, I make the sauce, mm -hmm. I make the cheese, I make everything from scratch. Wow. And wow. Man, it's, it's an all-day thing, but, man, it's good. 
It's good, huh? Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's, it's see. That's what I mean when I say you gotta have patience, man. I'm, I'm. That's what I want. I want to be able to just sit there all day. I remember when I smoked my first brisket, though. I smoked my first brisket, and I remember sitting there, me and my brother, going back and forth, putting that them wood chips in there. And I remember it took us twelve hours cooking that stuff. We didn't, we didn't leave. We stayed right in. We stayed right on that in front of that smoker, boy. That when we we smelled like smoke when we got up. <laughs> oh man, I I got a buddy that that. He's he's one that helped me get through the strokes too, and his wife can smell that smoke. She just sit right up on him all night long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. But yeah, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what. The, that's the. Yeah, greatest. that's what makes it. My fault. You go ahead. I didn't mean to oh. cut you off. Oh, that's okay. Now that's that's the greatest thing about doing it. You know, you get out there and you know you can you can get your buddies over, sit out there by the smoker. You know, y'all tend to it a little bit, have a beer or two, have soda, whatever you want to have, smoke a good cigar, mm-hmm. listen to some good music, and just have a great time, man. It's just, there's something about it. Just ain't ain't nothing like it. Yeah, you ain't lying. I get it. I get it. No, absolutely. Yeah, you can't, you can't beat it. It's funny, because even when I'm out here, we get in front of our, um, uh, they got those little uh, pits, those little, uh, what you call pits. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you get one of those, you get the family together, like I said, get some good food, it just, and just and just relax and just time just fly on by. You almost want you almost don't want it to end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you got but you got work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, break break out a little Bluetooth and just have some music going. It, you know what it oh, makes yeah. me miss? It makes me miss the old boomboxes. Oh it's yeah, the best music oh, in the world, man. You, you done made your cassette off the radio on that thing. You got it just right. Put that in. Perfect. Don't don't have the first four seconds of any song on it, but. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you ain't <laughs> No, you ain't lying, man. That is real. You man, goodness gracious. Yeah, that made me think back, boy. I am thinking back now, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was some good times, man. That's, see the kids they don't know nothing about that nowadays. These young these young folks, they don't know nothing about that. I mean, they can go to the beach and they can have their little you know but you're right, boy, man. Just mm-hmm. throw that on and just relax. Yep, like I say, we subscribe to Napster, you know, anything they want to hear. They got. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know, like I said, when, when I was a kid, hell, we had to either tape it off the radio or we had to go out and buy the tape and all that. And Man. Yeah, they, and, don't know, they don't know nothing about the taping it off the radio, putting the, the tissue in the top of the tape. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we on hey, the same man. page. <laughs> I'm telling you, they don't know nothing about that. <laughs> uh-huh. And my, my daughter, yeah, my, my oldest daughter is into K-pop right now. Have you listened to that much? Man, I'm I'm getting old. I'm getting too old because it ain't for me. That's right. What's it called again? Cake? Is it cake pop? K-pop, like the, it's Korean, like a Korean boy band. It's a style, and they don't even. Oh, spe- yeah. Most of them don't sing in English, which is fine. The music's universal, but I, I I make her mad. I'll ask her. I say, how you know they ain't singing to you about soup? No, yeah. <laughs> Now, my youngest daughter's a little bit better with the music. It, it was so yeah. funny. About two or three years ago, we were riding along in the car. She got I, I was taking her home from school or something, and she was in the uh, back seat and broke out Candy Girl and was doing the hand motions to it. I, I almost had to stop. That's right, that's right. Because I'm just riding along all of a sudden here, Candy Girl, y'all I want. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm not hearing what I think I'm hearing. And she was like, oh, you, mean, you, mean, you, mean, 
You and need the old candy girl to yeah. candy girl. Yeah, new edition. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And no. Mr. Telephone Man, she still got those hand I, motions down. Woo, look at that. Boy. Woo, yeah. She, hey, she know what's up here. She yeah. know what's up here. I was like, man, this, this girl's got some hope. <laughs> Which is funny when when she was little, you know, just you know, two or three years old, sitting in her car seat. You know, we were riding along, and I would play, you know, different metal songs, and one one song was "Down with the Sickness." You know, and that's funny. The beginning of it, you just got the little bit, little drum, and he's talking, and just it's building up. And she would hold her hand up and just hold it there. And when that first big drum hit came. She timed it perfectly. Bring her hand down and start headbanging. I'm like, oh, this is so my daughter. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, oh, she, no. she's more into just about everything. But my oldest one, she, she's the K-pop girl. And I, I, we, we're we actually blaming her for the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a group called BTS who is the big group. I mean, they're just you, – you can't get tickets to none of their shows. They're the ones that sell wow. out in 10 seconds. Well, and that's all we need with that group? Yeah, BTS. BTS. And, yep. And she actually got mm-hmm. on a list and got to buy early tickets for their Atlanta show. And then this Are pandemic hit. And it's been postponed wow. and postponed. I told her, I said, you caused this. <laughs> <laughs> you caused this? Yep. She, she finally got tickets and we got a pandemic and a quarantine. Thanks, Katie. Wow. <laughs> That's something. Wow. It seems, don't it be seeming like that, though? You know? <laughs> yep. It shall be seeming like that. You do one little thing, you be like, wow, why everything got to shut down after something? <laughs> oh, man, I've, I've got a friend of mine who, you know, I've, I've performed with him here and there. Cause, you know, I do stand-up also. And, uh, you know, we're friends. We're not like, come on over to the house for supper, friends. But you, you've been around folks, you know, when you're at the show and you see them, you know, six, eight months later, you pick up where you left off. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's that's the way we've always been. And he he sent me some sides from a pilot he was doing, and uh, he said, "Man, I want you to audition for this part. You know, film this mm-hmm. and send it back to me." Mm-hmm. And I, I did. And this part, man, I was made for this thing. It is me. I don't even have to act. It is me all day mm-hmm. long. I just got to change my voice a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, right after I sent it in, everything shut down for the pandemic. So I probably got the part. <laughs> the way my life runs. Yep. So, no, yeah, I, I be feeling that way too. Well, I, I be, I seem like I'm the biggest loser, but when it's time to win, it's almost like I can't. Well, I remember one time I got. Let, let me put it this way: I remember one time I ended up losing so bad that they said we're gonna give a prize to the, all the losers. <laughs> oh man I said how you gonna give a prize to all the losers <laughs> oh man oh that's bad that's a shame like everybody says I'm a trophy husband I tell them yeah I'm a participation trophy <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh that's funny mm-mm Oh yeah, I'm I'm the guy. When I go to the company picnic or whatever, you know how they'll always do door prizes and stuff. There could be 99 prizes and 100 people there. Guess who ain't walking out with something? 
Maybe. <laughs> that would be me. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought I, I, I always thought my lot my lot in life is I'm gonna have to work super hard because I don't know. I, all I know is losing. I mean, you know, when I say losing, I don't mean. I mean, you know, I had a I, I got great kids and all that, but I'm just saying, like in other areas, I'm like, man, you yeah. know, it seemed like they always want to pass me right on by. Like, What's <laughs> yeah. going on? Like. I said I got to be a hard worker because this this winning stuff just just out of nowhere <laughs> that ain't lotto and all that that's just crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm the kind yeah. I don't win often, but when I do, I win big. That's right. <laughs> but it, it ain't often though. But you're big, probably like in my in my eighties, and then uh you know got about ten more years to spend it. <laughs> I'm I'm the guy I'll win the lottery the day before I die. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's funny. I've got a friend who I went to high school with, and you know, growing up, he he had his demons, and he you know made mistakes. We all do when we were young. And he he went and paid for his mistakes, and he he came home, and he he he's his motto is five dollars and a dream. Because he mm-hmm. went to went to get his truck driver's license. He had five dollars. He was sleeping in the bed of his pickup truck, and now he drives you know over the road truck driver national company, doing great. And uh, mm-hmm. he gives back every chance he gets. Yesterday, he won five grand on the lottery. Why are you kidding? Yeah, wow. he, he won five grand. And here's what my man's going to do. Now, a month ago, right after all the riots, he helped sponsor a thing in my hometown where they had a big cook. He, he got the company that he, that he drives for. They drive meat to all the grocery stores. They donated briskets and all kind of stuff for this thing. And he put out a thing, don't matter what color, what race, what religion, anything you are, we all going to eat. Come on down here. If you can bring something, bring it. If you can't, we got it. And uh, it went oh, really yeah. well. And he is he is actually fixing to do another one of those with that money. Just He said, you know, I got what I want. This is a blessing. I'm giving it back. And, man, that's yeah. just, damn, that's awesome. He's such a good guy. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> well, see, you know, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I – I, me personally, I've been a these last few. I say about these last four or five years, I've been more of a patriot, mm-hmm. but also just realizing, like you know, ain't nobody do it like Americans, man. We we love you, man. We love you. You know, what I mean? yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we it. When we love you. When we love you. We don't care where you're from. Da, 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 it's time to be. It's time to be. You know, to, to realize, you know, hey, man, we need to stick together. We need to stick together. We 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 we, we do it. We don't we don't play them games. That's, that's all I said. I tell my kids all the time, I said, man, you know what? You you should be so thankful just to be in this country. I said, this country got so many opportunities you can't have anywhere else in the world. I said, plus the people, they're genuine. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I ain't saying everybody genuine. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I know all my, my, my friends from the South, my folks that just know me and just love me for who I am, oh, you can't. You, it's hard to find that anywhere else. You yeah. know, somebody always trying to get something for me. Yeah. But when it's time to just be like there for you and do what you they supposed to be doing, I said, man, you better, you know, you better, you, when you when you meet those people, you better cherish those people. <laughs> exactly. You know, we, you better make them friends for the rest of your life. <laughs> when when somebody thinks they got it bad, and you know, you want to tell them about America. Chris Rock did a bit one time that said it better than uh, anything I've ever heard. America has poor, fat people. You go to other countries. Look look at Ethiopia. They're poor people, mm-hmm. ain't fat by no stretch. <laughs> America has 400-pound fat people, 400-pound poor people. 
I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> just damn. That's you, good. And that's, that's a good one. I wish I could take credit for that one. But Chris Rock said that on his show a long time ago. I think it was Bring the Pain. And I'm oh, like, man, that's, that's deep. <laughs> that's, that is, you, you ain't lying. That is, no, that is real. Nah, man, that's, that's real talk. That's real talk right there. Oh. But, woof, golly. <laughs> My goodness. Nah, it's true, man. It's true. I, I, that's what I try to tell man. Y'all, y'all, keep, y'all keep taking this. Y'all be, y'all be trying to take things for granted. I said, you better realize where we at. I said, man. You could have been born anywhere else in this world. You was born in America. Mm-hmm. I said, you better realize where you at. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. It's a blessing. And like I said, when I meet good people, you can tell they're genuine good people. It don't matter, like you said, what race, color, creed. It don't matter, you know, how much money they got in a lot of cases. they just good people. They just That's just who they are, you know. And they, you know, we all get upset. You know, that's just how life is. You know, we all go through something. But yeah. you, good people, you can tell. You can see it. I got that. Hey man, I just want when I die, I want y'all to say my dad was a good man. He might not have been a perfect man, but he was a good man. That's that's it. <laughs> and you know, it, it tickles me because you know, like I said, you know, I try and stay away from controversy much, but at the same time, mm-hmm. the news wants to stir everything up because I, I don't remember who it was that said it one time, but they said if you want to know what's going on, don't watch the news. Look out your door. <laughs> And, you know, watching the news, you know, we talked about the riots and all this other stuff. You know, they just showed the the few people who were looting and doing things like that. They weren't uh-huh. showing the, the good things like, you know, I told you about my, my town. You know, we had mm-hmm. so much potential. Everything could have just went so wrong all weekend long. And yep. It, it made yep. me so proud. Everybody just put aside the differences and just got along. You know, everybody said their piece during the protest, you know. Everybody mm-hmm, said what they had mm-hmm. to say and was listened to, and it, it just it worked. And that's wow. what the news don't want you to see. They don't want you to see the good stuff. They want to keep things stirred up where they still got a job. Oh yeah, it's 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 funny that you say that because I know me personally. You know, I mean, even in California, you know, you got some good people in California. Don't get me wrong; it's a lot going on in California. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of. A lot of culture, and you know what I mean. But I'll be honest with you: it's like people still say hi to you in the store. People yeah. still crying. You can still crack a smile, and somebody smile back. I, I don't, I don't get it. The news just seems like they always got to put something out there. It's almost like they, like you said, the controversy. I don't know if it has anything to do with ratings anymore because I think a lot of people are watching the news. Yeah. So I don't know if it's ratings. I, I don't know if it's just to keep us attentive or if it is a startup strife. Because I'm starting to feel like they're just trying to start up strife. You know, yeah. I mean, you got folks mad at each other for no reason. Don't know why they're mad. Or they just they just saw something on the news and right away you know it struck a nerve, and so I, I hear you. I, I tell my kids all the time too. I said, man, you know, you hang around negative people, that's toxic. It's gonna make you negative. You know, you don't want that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that's I hear it. you. I feel I feel I feel on. I'm still not into the news. I I don't think I don't remember the last time I watched the news. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's that's the reason why I do my show like I do. I, you know, when I first started, I could get on here with the radio voice and. I could have been like, so, John, tell me about your newest project. And just all the questions. But, you know, I I look at it. I ain't doing interviews. I'm getting on here making friends. You know, before before today, me and you had never talked. Now, like I say, man, you get to Atlanta, that ain't no joke. You welcome at the house. That's right. I I believe you. I believe you. (laughs) And that's, that's the wonderful thing. You know, this ain't the media. This is us talking. It just happened to be That's recorded, right. and hopefully a million people will listen to it. But if only five of Definitely. them do, I don't care. It's fun. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this, 
This is what I wash right. the bad shifts off with. This helps mm. me forget what, what I had to do that normal folks don't get to do, you know. It's yeah. a wonderful thing. This is therapy for me, and I'm getting to meet some really awesome people. You know, I was, I was telling somebody earlier, you know, when when I before I started doing this, I'm that old man who my playlist hadn't changed in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I've got all kind of stuff on there. You know, I've got hell. I go from Wayne Newton to Metallica to Eminem to Taylor Swift to whoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I just didn't like new music. And I've started interviewing a lot of different musicians. And like I say, before I, I do an interview, I like to listen just out of respect, you know, for your craft. And I want to know a little bit about you first. And Absolutely. I've gotten my, my eyes open to so much good music now, man. It is like, damn, I, I'd have yeah. never listened to this. And, man, it's awesome. Well, you, you say that. And, and believe me, you as a, a hip-hop artist, a lot of them don't really understand um, – I won't say a lot of them understand. I say in the general, I say um, uh, country. I really didn't listen to a lot of country. I didn't really, I heard the message in some songs and I said, man, I like that message, especially growing up kind of in a home where my mom was, you know, she had us, you know, uh, uh, she she had, morally she was sound. She loved the Lord. She was doing what she needed to do. But at the same time, you never really, you know, I think, I think really sometimes you have to get a little older if you're not from the South and you don't know what, what what kind of songs come out in the country market but mm-hmm. boy i started writing music for other people and that's what happened i started writing music for other people and i'm talking about all demographics um reggae uh gospel uh rock and roll even mm-hmm. and um and i boy I, I started to open up the country boy i love man i love me some country music it's funny because i'm from texas but lived out in california so long that i got a little bit of the I want to say the Los Angeles swag, you know, they call it swag. Oh, yeah. But, but the country, though, I'm telling you, it's something about it, man. I mean, it's almost like when you listen to country, it's that real, it, you really live in life through, yeah. through country music. Like, if you're not, it's not, a, it's not, it's not glamour. It's no glitz in it. You know, hip hop is more glamour, glitz, and, you know, just kind of being rebellious at times. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I don't think all of it is, but at this point, I think it is. Back when I was growing up, it was a little bit different. You had your positive hip hop, you had, you know, you had a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, country music, boy, I mean, it'll make you, it'll make you cry in the car by yourself. You know? oh, yeah. He gonna cry in the car. Well, <laughs> you know, when I, I normally don't watch award shows, but last year, I think it was the CMA Awards. I was watching okay. them with my wife. And mm-hmm. Keith Urban came on. And I like Keith Urban. I love guitar music. I love anybody who can play a good guitar. Yeah, and yeah. he came on. And the way they did his song he was doing, you know, I didn't find out until after the song was over. He he heard this song, and it hit him so hard. He went and got the rights to this song that day. Scrap, wow. Scrapped wow. the song he was supposed to perform on the CMAs and did this one. Wow. But, I mean, it was pitch black, just had a spot on him. And uh, had little par lights around the bottom, just regular white lights that were really dim. And the song's called Burden. And mm. man, the way they did the lighting to this thing in the song, you, you just gotta just Google it. It'd look on YouTube. It's Keith Urban Bourbon or Burden. Man. Okay. Are you Dude, I, I got goosebumps on my arm right now. Just thinking exactly. about that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, whenever yeah yeah, you know that was yeah that's that's wild. Yeah. Keith, okay, okay. I'm gonna find that. I'm gonna find that before I, I, I forget because I know me. I forget. I get off this phone with you. I'll be. Dead. <laughs> I feel your pain. 
I feel your pain, yeah. man. But I, I just I love any kind of music that speaks to me. You know, and I, I had a patient not long ago, and I, I can't go in a lot of detail because of privacy things, which is fine. But yeah, yeah. the the long and short of it, there had been a bad wreck, and we were going to fly this patient out. But we couldn't land the helicopter where we were. We had to go about two miles down the road to a landing site. And okay. we got her in the back of the ambulance. And, uh, you know, we had done our thing. We just basically had to get to the landing site and let the helicopter crew get her. And she was terrified, which I would be too. She was hurt, scared, and, you know, worried about her babies. And I looked, and she was wearing a Bob Marley shirt. And... Mm. I was I was the third person on the truck. I got off my ambulance and got off this one because I'm a paramedic and there were two EMTs on the truck and I can just do more. And mm-hmm. one of the EMTs is a fairly young guy, fairly new guy. And uh, I looked at her. I said, you like Bob Marley? She said, yeah. And I, I said, well, here we go. And I just sat there and sang Three Little Birds to her. <laughs> and the, the guy that was in the back with me just looked at me, just his face just like, He's really wow. doing this. And wow. I, I looked wow. at her in the middle of it. I said, you got a smile or almost thing louder. And she just started giggling. And I'm like, man, that's a gift that I got to do this for this lady. I made her forget for just a minute the hell that she was going through. Yeah. But what's, what's funny is I can't sing that song in this accent. I have to use a Jamaican accent to sing it. <laughs> but it worked. And, you know, music heals, man. I believe it. Because I've, oh, I've yeah. been there. I've done it. I've, I've had it work on me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You ain't lying, man. That's true. That's what I said. I, I think me just writing it sometimes got me through my whole situation. You know, and I think that if, if, if more people would take the gifts that they have and put them to work, they w- it wouldn't be as much crime and violence because they wouldn't be getting caught up in all the stuff that they're doing. You know, I, I, I've always known music is a gift and it always has changed people's out, uh, outlook on me and even too, you know, growing up, I would say as an African-American and doing music on a positive level, especially hip hop music, mm-hmm. it's really changed perspectives. I think it's supposed to change the perspective though, because, you know, it's just a, I mean, I understand people telling a story. I just think at some point, you know, a story has to have some sort of, uh, uh, I don't know. I want to say redemption. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think at some point you got to some sort of redemption or some sort of, growth in your song you know your song is supposed to show what you're going through but at the same time you know what the the ultimate goal is or the outcome for you making a better choice and so that's how i write my music i write it with a message of making a better choice and i think that that's one thing that a lot of these young people that's out i understand they want to make money i mean that's you know you grew up in poverty you want to make money in the hip-hop industry but you got to understand that every message you put out there is either going to help hurt people or it's going to hurt people. And that's, that's, that's the question. And so I always try to make my music to where it may start with a certain narrative, but the end, the end of the narrative is to, to make people say, Hey man, you know, there's, there's some, there's something positive I got out of that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, exactly. So that's my, that's always been my, my, my pretense, my pretense for putting out music is that there's, there's always something more better that you can get out of life. I don't just give up or don't just keep going the same route if you know you can change. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's just kind of, but again, I, I, like you said, music is it, it, supposed to help you. It's supposed to help you get through a bad situation. It ain't supposed to tear you down. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you want a message. You want, like I say, you want some redemption. I mean, hell, Dr. Seuss could rhyme. Anybody can rhyme. 
You, you want to have something to it. You want to have substance, some value to it. I'm Hell, telling I, you. I'm telling you. I can sit and rap um, the foot book from Dr. Seuss in a heartbeat. You know, one foot, two foot, three foot, red foot, yeah. blue foot. No problem. <laughs> but it don't make it a damn good song. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing so much. <laughs> Because Dr. Seuss is what caused me to start wanting to rhyme these words. <laughs> Man, Dr. Seuss taught everybody around. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dr. Seuss is the real. Hey, Dr. Seuss is the real rapper. Okay. <laughs> oh man, you ain't kidding. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's good. Now you like you said you wanted to have a. You want something, man? I'm telling you, gotta have some stu- some substance. That's why, you know, a lot of people don't. They 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 want to talk about the music and they want to talk about what they're doing. And I get it, I understand. But I guess my biggest thing, I've always thought music is supposed to have some sort of substance. It's got to, it's got to, we got to get back to, you know, uh, letting the music heal us yeah. instead of just instead of just dancing to it. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I like to dance, but yeah. the music is supposed to heal us. Yeah. I really believe it's supposed to heal this nation. I think this nation is going through so much turmoil that, you know, people need to come out and start using. And that's what Michael Jackson did. He used it to heal people, you know, heal the world. And yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I mean, he was trying to change people's perception of of what, you know, you take the you take the, 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 the lens off of yourself and you put it on the circumstances other people are going through, and it helps heal the whole world. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that's where... I'm at with the music, even though it's hip hop and it may not have the same feel as somebody singing a song, mm. you can still be deep and you can still say something that has enough depth to make people look at life through a different lens, you know? So it, it is, it, it's important to me. So that's one of the reasons I do it. I don't just do it to make money, even though I know there's been some opportunities and I made a little bit of money off of it, but mm. you know, this, this is, it's bigger than me. You know, it's bigger than me just making a song. And like you said, anybody can run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody well, you- can make money. You, you ain't never heard my imitation of Michael Jackson crying, have you? See see how this translates over my mic here. <laughs> it's a short one, but Michael Jackson crying. You're welcome. <laughs> and, and yes, I had Thriller on vinyl. I ain't gonna lie. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, believe me, you know, I mean, hey, you know, and, hey, he was one of my, he was one of my, you know, one of the people I really admire, but it's, it's, the truth is that I, I've always known that, yeah, I can't sing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. There I, was no doubt. There was, a, there was no question. I didn't think about that one. I, nobody had to tell me I couldn't sing, you know what I mean? Oh, man, when I sing in the shower, the water quits running. <laughs> oh, it's bad. <laughs> And it, it was so funny. It wasn't about six months ago. I was going somewhere with my daughters, and I don't remember which song it was. One of Eminem's songs came on. And just mm-hmm. not thinking about it, I'm sitting here just following this thing. And when it was mm-hmm. over, both of my kids' eyes were just huge. And I'm like, what? They said, you can rap. I'm like, what? They said, you are rapping with Eminem. I'm like, well, uh, yeah. absolutely. I played it off like you think you didn't know you don't know everything about your dad and <laughs> I'm sitting there going holy crap I rapped okay that's funny, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. wow dad can rap I'm telling you hey believe me you my kids you know my, my boys now especially because they, they kind of want to kind of take after their dad but they 
<laughs> they never want to give me my props. They didn't want to say, Dad, you, you actually can rap, Dad, you know, in comparison uh-huh. to some of the other folks. Never want to tell you you could do you could do something. I said, man, why y'all always got to be trying to steal the spotlight? You know, like, you know, now they're trying to do it themselves, and I help them write their little songs and stuff and give them. But now they all that times where they take everything I say. They say, oh, no, I don't want to hear all that, Dad. That, that's whack, you know. And I said, mm-hmm. man, what you, what you talking about? We started this. <laughs> Some boys around when whack came out. Shut your cake hole. <laughs> Here's what you do. Give, give them homework. This will make them earn earn their words. Oh yeah. No, don't let don't get me wrong. I still let them listen to some of the old stuff, and they be like, "Wow, that's kind of cool, Dad." I said, "Yeah, I know." I said, "We wasn't no squares all back then." I said, "We was alright. We was good. We we had a little bit of swag, you know." Don't get it twisted. (laughs) Oh no, here here, here's their homework, man, and this they will earn any word they want. Okay. Tell them they have got to be able to sit there and do rapper's delight without a skipped beat. Oh, and yeah. then I gotta, they can you know, talk smack. I got I to I gotta buy that album. I got to buy that album. Yeah, you got yeah, you to be on one. Because I think if they heard that, it just, yeah. That's, that, that song is still relevant right now. You know what I mean? Planet Rock. Mm, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Planet Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, you know what you're talking about, man. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. <laughs> you ten ain't minutes, no joke. Oh, my ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Dougie Fresh, you're on. On. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's good. Oh man. Oh man. Well, dude, I've had a, I've had a ball doing this. You know, you're welcome on here anytime. All you got to do is call. Okay. And say, yo, we got to record, and we're gonna record. Okay. And when you come I'm to Atlanta, you, know you got a place. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna let you know when I get a full length album. I, um. I've probably written about four albums, but I've probably only put out about two of them because I just was a little bit unsure on certain things. But I'll let you know when I get this whole album done because I think it's going to be something you can really enjoy. And uh, I'm sure even your kids are going to like it because to be honest with you, I was I was a little bit reluctant because my son said, man, Dad, they don't like that kind of music. But we did some advertising and we did some advertising on a certain uh, network and they said, um, you know, we can kind of see the demographic. and. It was kids from 18 to 24 that was listening to, or 16 to 24. So mm. it got me happy. I said, maybe I'm still, maybe I am still young at heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah. Now let, let, let me know whenever you need me on. Whenever you uh, somebody don't show up, it's about <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> Dang, that'll work, man. I told you this. This show ain't like none you've ever done. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, definitely. No, you let me know, like I said, and then I sent you the song. So. Play them as much as you as you like. I'm sure you're gonna like one of them. Oh, and if sure. you don't, then hey, you know. I'm I'll sure give you I'm gonna like new. all of them. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>